Hey there, and welcome to Oh Shit, I'm the Boss Now, the podcast that's all about helping you navigate the sometimes terrifying and humbling journey of becoming the boss your business needs you to be. I'm your host, Jackie Koch, and I've been in the trenches building, recruiting, and HR programs for over 15 years. From hiring to firing and everything in between, I've seen it all. Technically, I have an MBA, but I can say with total confidence that I learned more about scaling teams working in high growth startups for the last seven years. This podcast is not going to bring you corporate red tape or high level theory. It's more like a fireside chat with your friend. You know, the one who always tells you the real hard, honest truth that's sometimes annoying. That's going to be me from time to time. We'll dive into the real talk about what it means to lead, to manage, and to build a team when all of a sudden you look around the room and you're like, oh shit, I'm the one in charge. No BS, just actionable advice and stories from people just like you. So whether you're a seasoned entrepreneur, a newbie boss, or somewhere in the middle, oh shit, I'm the boss now is your go-to source for insights, inspiration, and the occasional, well, hopefully more than occasional aha moment that'll make your journey smoother and more successful. So grab your coffee, your notepad, or just sit back and enjoy the ride because together we're going to tackle the challenges, celebrate the victories, and learn from the mishaps we all make. It's time to step into your role of boss with confidence, grace, and for the love of God, a little bit of humor. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Jackie Koch, and I'm excited to chat with you today. I'm going to dig into a topic that sometimes I feel like a broken record about, but then I realized I actually haven't filmed a podcast about this for quite some time. So if you are new to the show, this might be new information for you. If you are a regular, it's going to just be a reminder, and you're probably going to learn some stuff as we've iterated some things along the way. I bet that you have heard somewhere along the way that you should hire slow and fire fast. And when I say that, it probably conceptually makes sense to you what that means. But in practice, I see people really struggle with this. And I wanted to go over, do a deep dive into the hiring slow piece because we are recruiting for clients all the time. And we often struggle with this a little bit because if you're doing it right, it should feel like it takes you so long before you're actually talking to candidates that it starts to make you feel uncomfortable that you're never going to fill the job. And so it feels very slow at first. And you're like, what the hell? We're never going to find anybody. Let's just jump and start talking to people. If that is how you feel, do not jump and talk to people. Finish doing what I'm going to walk you through because it's going to feel slow. And then as soon as you start talking to people, it's going to feel fast and you're going to have to start to move people through quickly and make decisions quickly. And that can feel uncomfortable if you haven't done the work up front to know what you're looking for so that you can make a quick decision when you find them. And so that is a struggle we have with so many of our clients is that by the time they come to want to work with us, they've been feeling like they need to fill this job forever, right? They're like, oh my gosh, I need to start talking to people tomorrow. I need them to start next week. And we push them to be like, okay, hold on. Let's actually do the the work to prepare for this hire so that once we start talking to people, we know what we're looking for. And then we'll start sending them candidates and they'll be like, I want to talk to more people or I don't really know. 
and they can't make a decision. So then they start losing out on candidates because candidates find other jobs. And so it's been a struggle of mine and for 17 years in recruiting, it's like it never changes. But I'm hoping that if you're listening to this episode, you're going to feel a little bit better about a process and actually adhere to the hire slow so that you make better hires so that you don't have to fire fast so that the people who are coming on board are good fits. So what does it mean? What does it mean to prepare to hire? And so if you are going to hire slow, what that means is getting very clear on what the job is. What do you actually need help in your business? What is the day-to-day that this job needs to take over? And getting very clear on that. Because what can happen is you're so overwhelmed that you think you need help with X, And then as soon as you start talking to people, you're like, oh, actually, I need help with this. And the whole job changes. And so really take the time to get clear on what it is that you need help for in the business and the job that you're hiring for. What level is it going to be? Is it going to have direct reports? What's the job going to entail day to day? What type of expertise do we actually need in this role? And then I guess I'm already getting to that. But once you know what the day-to-day job is and what actually needs to get done, then you start to think about, okay, now that I know what needs to get done, what type of expertise and experience and skills does this person need to have? And so you'll think about, okay, just what I said, what expertise is needed in the job? Are there certain types of certifications or education that's required. Now, some jobs actually do. If you're hiring a doctor, they should have a medical degree. If you're hiring an engineer, they should know how to code. There are definitely some jobs that it's super, super critical to have certain education for. Not every job needs that, right? So don't just say, oh, a bachelor's degree. Okay, why? Why is that? You can say that, but know why you're requiring that and what that means. So think about those things. Really take the time to get clear on the, I'm going to call them values, the traits or values that everybody who joins your organization needs to have. If you're a small company, you have a little bit of a luxury that you get to create what that is and hire for that. If you're already a pretty established company, do the work to figure out what traits do the most successful people have here. Go through and think about that. Do that with your leadership team and really outline, okay, who are the most successful people at this company? What makes them successful? And narrow those things down to three traits or values that you look for in everybody. And that should carry through every job that you hire. Then what I also think is important is, I hate the word culture fit, but everyone says it, so I'm going to say it, but flip it on its head a little bit. Think about what would be a culture add to the business. So what types of experiences and backgrounds and things are you missing? If you brought that into your organization, how would it bring more diverse perspectives? And think about that and try to hire for that in this role. Also think about what strengths are missing on the team. It's a great time to do strengths finders with your whole team and see like what your strengths are, what everyone else's strengths are. And what's missing? Like a well-rounded team should have a team with differing strengths. So get that ready. And so then once you have all of those things, and we use our hiring success index for this to clearly map those things out, then you want to think about, okay, what should the hiring process be to make sure that we're assessing these? 
who do I want to be involved in this hiring process from my team? Is it just me? If it is just you, maybe there's somebody who acts as a mentor or a coach who knows you very well that you could pull in to be like, hey, could you participate in this interview with me? You know me super well, and this is what I'm looking for. I would love for you to assess this. Would you be willing to do that? So many mentors and coaches would say yes. But if you have other team members, it's a great opportunity to pull other team members into the interview process as well, as long as you set them up. If you set them up and you really allow them to participate, you don't always have to pick who they want, but knowing that they were able to participate and share their opinion and you clearly explaining why you've chosen so-and-so for the job and, and why you think they're a good fit, usually those people are more bought into helping them succeed. So it's a great time to bring other people on board. Not necessary, but also very helpful. So once you've identified what the interview process is going to be, you want to look back at the expertise, the skills, the values, and the day-to-day work and decide what you're going to ask about in every interview so that you actually ask about everything that's listed there. Then you want to create interview questions for that. So I use ChatGPT all the time to create interview questions. It is a great use case for ChatGPT. Or if you have a list of values, a prompt that I love is just say, create a list of five to 10 interview questions that I can use to assess a candidate's XYZ. Include behavioral-based, hypothetical, and opinion-based. Sometimes you like all three of those as options, right? You don't want to just say, how are you at problem solving? Of course, they're going to say they're good, right? Um, And so having some pre-thought out questions will be so helpful. And do that for everything so that you have a full interview plan complete with interview questions before you start talking to people, right? Then create a job posting and write it as ad copy. Another great use case for ChatGPT. Make sure that you are not just posting a job description, a boring ass job description. Take the time to write a job ad that clearly explains why your company is so great what the role is going to be doing, what day-to-day responsibilities are going to look like, and the qualifications or skills somebody should have to apply. And write it as ad copy, not just a boring-ass job description, right? You're trying to attract people to come work for you. And then you're ready to hire. So that's like a lot of work. And it feels like a waste of time to take a week to do all of this before you even start talking to people, but it is going to make the rest of the process go fast. So you want to do all of those things before you even post the job. And then once you've posted the job, you want to make sure that you are being timely, getting back to people, and that you are moving people through the process as quickly as possible. Because as you start to interview people, you are going to like people and you're going to just want to move them through as quickly as possible. I will also warn you, Do not skip interview steps. You can like move things around a little bit for schedules, but if you really like someone, do not skip all of the other steps in the process. That is a common mistake that I see people make. A CEO or a leader will meet somebody, they'll love them, they want to hire them and not finish the process. Don't do that because you have bias and you've set up this interview plan for a reason. So follow it. You can do it quickly, but follow it and then be ready to make a decision. And so I also think it's important to create a rubric of some sort on how you're rating candidates after you meet with them. You can create a scale or something like that, but create some sort of uniform way that you are going to rank people that you meet. 
And you can go look at that and see where some people are weaker than others and decide if you have a handful of candidates that are really strong, you can decide, okay, we can actually teach this or we cannot teach this. They have to know this. So make sure you do that so that as you're talking with people, you don't get so caught up in maybe somebody's really great at something. And so you like over index on them, but you want to make sure that you have that all set up before you start meeting with people because you're going to have to move quickly and you want to be able to identify what good looks like when it shows up. And you don't want that to be dependent on how many people you talk to. I guess I'm just going to stop at that because that happens all the time. We're like, we want to see more people. Okay, why? What's missing? What do you, Typically, when clients say they want to see more people, it's because they can't define what they actually want. And so they are hoping that meeting other people is going to help them feel better about somebody else. And at the end of the day, nobody's going to have everything that you're looking for. So you just have to make a decision. Otherwise, you're never going to hire someone. So the hiring slow is not just like dragging it out, making people wait. It's not waiting until you're 100% sure on somebody because that's never going to happen. You're never going to be 100% sure on somebody. Hiring slow is doing the work so that you know you fully vetted somebody and you can feel confident that they will have a meaningful amount of the skills needed to do the job and that they're going to fit in with the team. They're going to have those skills, those values that you're looking for. That is what hiring slow is. And it's so important that you do that upfront work before you start talking to people. I know that you're busy. I know that you need that job filled yesterday, but I also know that you're not going to figure out who you need to hire just by talking to people. You got to do the work up front to know what you're looking for, because if you just jump in and start talking to people, you're going to quickly hire somebody and you're going to realize that it wasn't the right fit and that you didn't actually ask everything you needed to. And you're going to be kicking yourself after you do that. So do the upfront work to be ready to hire. And that is what hiring slow is. Thank you for tuning in. And if you are unsure of how to create this hiring success index, I actually forgot about this. We have it on our website. So head on over to peopleprinciples.co and it should be forward slash hiring success. We'll put the link in the show notes and you can download your free hiring success index and at least have a framework for how you do these things and how you set this up. Good luck hiring and we'll talk again soon. And before we wrap up today's episode, I wanted to share something with you. If you're a small business owner looking to build your dream team hassle-free, keep listening. Or maybe you have fellow entrepreneur friends who keep struggling with making the right hires on their team. I just wanted to take a second to remind you that my team over at People Principles offers high level, what I would say the best headhunting recruiting services in the market. We take the guesswork out of finding the perfect candidates for your team. We help you set up your hiring process, creating interview guides and an interview flow for you. And then we go out and find the best people to fill your open jobs so that you can focus on growing your business. We understand that as a small business, every hire matters, and that's why we're here to help you make the right choices. Check out our recruiting services over at peopleprinciples.co forward slash recruiting. Let's take your team to the next level. 